This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the Masculine Journey. I am very glad that you're with us today. And we just have a, a room full of people. Well, actually, we have three people in the room, but we have a uh, telephone lines full of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe we do it that way. There's seven of us on the show today, and we're going to continue to talk about this topic of childlike faith. We started it last week and revisited parts of it, but we really didn't get a chance to, to cover it as fully as we'd like to. And so this week we're going to delve into some of the, the same stuff from last week a little deeper and maybe into some new areas as we talk through it, because obviously it's something that's important. You know, Jesus said we need to have it. So if we need to have it, I think we probably need to have it. And uh, so how do we get there? And so Andy, I want to go ahead and jump over to you and kind of set us back up a little bit about this topic and how we got to it. Okay, sure. Um, so, as I was telling the guys last week uh, when we did the first show, was that you know I had read a book by John Eldridge um, on all things new, and one of his chapters he touches on childlike faith because a child can sometimes get the concepts of eternal life and heaven and seeing Jesus uh, much more than we can adults because life comes at adults and sometimes jades us and that kind of thing, but probably the best thing to express my heart, because my heart resonated with it, I'm going to read the devotion I shared with the guys that really touched um, my my heart. Um, So, I'm going to read it, sorry, we're still going through the technical difficulties of of being remote, so can you hear me better now, Robbie? Yes, thank you. So, sorry. So, I'm going to read it. he says, our hearts long to recover a sense of wonder. It is one of the reasons only the child heart can receive the kingdom. Remember now, we shall be all as children again. Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And that's from Mark 10. The adult in us says, how touching, and demisses it. Uh, the next moment in order to go on with our very grown-up lives. I believe it is right here that we can discern the longing for the kingdom most clearly. The child in us longing for wonder and a new world, the promise of the earth and the wildest and most radiant moments whispering back, it is coming, it's just around the corner. This resurrection life you receive from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. It's adventurously expectant, greeting God with a childlike What's next, Papa? God's Spirit touches our spirits and confirms who we really are. We know who He is, and we know who we are, father and children. So that really touched my heart. I know it seems like that's, um, you know, a stretch maybe the way sometimes we live our Christian lives. That's my desire. That's my heart. If we truly be children of God, and we've seen good examples of parent-child relationship here on earth, Surely that's possible for us as well, and that just resonated with my heart. 
So, and I just shared it with the guys, and I think all of us have a little bit different perspective of what that looks like. But uh, you'll hear that on the show because we we've discussed it, and um, it, it should be good. So we do have a clip coming from a movie, move, or a TV show rather, that none of us here in studio have seen, but two of you out there have seen, uh, Jim and Andy. And so, Andy, were you going to set this clip up? No, I'm going to toss it to Jim. All right, Jim, you want to set good idea. All right, so Jim, tell us a little bit about this clip, what it's from, and the context of what we're getting ready to listen to. Well, real quick, The Chosen is a series that they're hoping to last eight or nine seasons and go through the entire life of Jesus. The first season is out, and it is about the beginning of the ministry of Jesus, and it revolves largely around the choosing of the disciples. Well, before he chooses the disciples, we're in episode three, and some children have basically found him and are talking to him, and it is, for me, a great picture of both childlike wonder at meeting Jesus and childlike faith and also obedience, because you'll find that in here as well. Let her rip. Couldn't have waited half an hour, eh? Can we be around today? Uh, these are my other friends, and Joshua again. Shalom, Abigail's friends, and Joshua again. Shalom. 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 Can we be around today? I suppose, but I have some work to do. You might have to help. Good. How much longer are you going to stay here? Until it is time for me to go. When's that? Well, I have some work to do here. And some people to meet. And then I will know the right time. You seem nice. Are you dangerous? Hmm. Maybe to some. But no, not to you. And I won't harm anyone. Do you have friends? A few? more to come. Abby said you travel a lot. Do you have a house? My father provides everything I need. Is your father rich? <laughs> Did Abigail tell you to ask me that? No. That is a question for another time. What's your favorite food? Oh, Joshua the Brave speaks. Hmm. I like so many different foods, but I especially love bread for many reasons. How are those spoons coming along, girls? Good? String, is it tight? Yep. Almost? Almost. Okay. So tell me, do you all know how to pray the Shema? Yes. Oh, I would love to hear it. You lead us. Hear Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. The prayer was a little bit longer than that, but we did edit it down slightly. But uh, there's more to the Shema. Than yeah, yeah, it wasn't just you know like three sentences. Robbie had to cut it. <laughs> it was <laughs> Robbie's fault. Sam and I were saying, "Don't cut it! Don't cut it!" No, it's not no the Shema. Shema anymore. It's just a shh. It's just a shh. It's a little bit of it. Just a shh right there. So, Jim, tell us a little bit about that clip. What what spoke to your heart about that specifically? What grabbed me is first of all how. They are enthralled with Jesus, as we should be, and were 
generally as children, but maybe more importantly, how much he delights in them. And I think what I lost from my childhood is believing that God delights in me. I have always been a Christian. I mean, I grew up in church. My earliest memories were drawing pictures of God saving me from precarious situations. But that wonder has gone, and that's what I've missed, and that's what I'm trying to reclaim. And I think you will often see the journey of Christians start with the wonder, the amazement of the salvation experience, and then dive off the deep end into legalism. But once you can work your way through that back to grace, you can have the freedom of having that childlike relationship once again. And that's what appeals to me. Yeah, Jim, I, you and Andy both talked about having some childlike faith, and um, my childhood was very different. I grew up in a pretty legalistic uh, environment, and uh, although my parents had a lot of grace, the church that I went to, I don't ever remember thinking of God or Jesus as sweet. Um, I thought God was the sheriff God, you know, that he was sitting there with his guns ready to pull the trigger if I got out of line. And and I didn't remember much about Jesus. And uh, maybe that's I didn't hear enough. But I literally always thought, you know, it was more like, you know, I walked the line rather than um, let's go play with Jesus. And so that didn't happen for me until later on as an adult. And But like you said, shortly after that wonder of, of salvation um, hit me, uh, so did the, the legalism of going to seminary and uh, becoming way too smart for my own good. Yeah, uh, my growing up, I didn't grow up in a church. I didn't go until a little later. You know, I, I went to vacation Bible school and stuff, but my church was very um, fire and brimstone like you know and so I didn't have that vision of God really until I went to church camp you know and got around a lot of other people even though it was the same denomination um, things were taught differently in different churches you know I kind of had the same preacher the whole time growing up for most of my the time that I went to church there until the the last few years and uh, you know for me it was getting there and finding there were other sides of God that I was not familiar with, you know, that had not really been taught. And so, but I do remember also when I did made the, Jim, what you said really was telling that making that commitment to God and, and getting salvation. And then I remember thinking at the time, well, I'm never going to sin again, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and those of us that know you now. Yeah. I've probably done it five times before the radio show started. I don't know. And, uh, probably a couple since then. But uh, no. <laughs> thinking back, maybe. I don't know. But uh, no, it, it's just amazing how things get in the way. You Because know, at Salvation Point, there is a, a renewal of this childlike faith. Mm-hmm. Right or a, a first time of it, yeah. but but then the world comes after it, then the enemy comes after it, and then sometimes our old self comes after it. Yeah, I I think that, you know the passage that Andy wrote read from Eldridge. Eldridge kind of says it. It's in there. The childlike faith is in there. It's not gone. It it didn't disappear. It didn't get washed away in baptism or or whatever. Um, it's in there. 
it's just that we've been putting it down for so long and so giving it a chance to arise uh, in your life and live out of that is is a pretty amazing experience but how do we get there yeah and Robbie this is the first time I think we've went through the first segment not heard from you I'm just taking it in and, (laughs) and I'm thinking about my granddaughter Lila and when she went over to the dark side, you know, (laughs) let's hear more about that. (laughs) Well, you know, it used to be, I guess I'm a big kid and I love to sing songs and you know, she would come over and, and we would play, you know, the good ship lollipop, you know, and sing. Well, now she, she's embarrassed. She, she no longer just, you know, has that. And I was just thinking, you know that's enough to make me want to cry as I, as I see that kind of thing and it happens with our faith along those lines and you know I just want to be able to sing the good ship lollipop with Jesus as we're talking about. <laughs> we'll go to Masco. It's a sweet trip I'm telling you. It is a sweet trip. <laughs> we'll go to Masco Journey. Our friends at MyPillow have changed over production to make masks for hospitals but they still have plenty of products so right now truth listeners can buy one get one free on most products. Pillows, Giza, bed sheets, towels, even neck pillows. If you get two of those you'll be neck and neck. <laughs> go to the radio listeners page and use the promo code CARGUY. Call 800-943 37096. Order Mike Lindell's book and get free shipping plus a $25 gift card for your next purchase. Use the promo code CARGUY at MyPillow.com. Now what do we do? Just be yourselves. Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. If it feels like every day is picking a fight, then you might want to come listen to The Masculine Journey and find out why we use clips like these to illustrate the story God is telling in the lives of men today. The truth is God designed you to pick a fight, but which fights do we pick? Well, grab your gear and come on a quest every Saturday at noon. And now The Masculine Journey After Hours podcast. Masculine Journey Radio. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. Welcome back to the masculine journey. So, Andy, tell us a little bit about that bump in. What was that? A what was that? I, like I told you guys, I think it's uh, you know a vignette of uh, masculine journey. You know, you turn a wilderness to wonder. My journey began in a in masculine journey with wilderness, and it turned to wonder. Where I feel like now, it's not wonder every day, but you know, commonplace wonder. Um, just freedom. It says, I see the world in freedom. I see the Jesus way. I feel like that's a part of it. Um, so before we go on, too, since I've got the mic, <laughs> I'm just going to say, uh, these guys made it out sound like uh, I was walking on uh, clouds with Jesus uh, as a, in the childhood. That's what you told no, us. No. <laughs> I was still, I was in love with two, two-dimensional flannel graph Jesus, just like you guys were, too. Um, you know, I think the thing was, as you got older, too, you got more into that legalism and that we probably had common experience there. 
I was talking more about even younger, but when you have that innocence and there's a wonder about the world, and there may have not necessarily been a, a faith in God at that time, but I think we were falling in with love, a love of aspects of God and having a wonder about his creation and that kind of thing. And that's where I think I'm kind of getting back to as an adult, more of just that appreciation for life, the way God gives it. It's good. It's, um, you know, pro- provides for us. Um, there, there's nothing good, uh, bad about God's creation. It's all good, and just experiencing it, you know. Yeah, if you watch Tiger King, there may be something bad. <laughs> I'm really Maybe happy to say I haven't. <laughs> no, uh, no, it's a great, it's a great point, and I think that childlike faith, even if you weren't raised in a church, you had faith in something. You had faith yeah. in your parents. You had faith. I remember thinking, wow. The president, what a cool job that is. It, yeah. You know, the president never does anything wrong. I'm not even talking politically what side of the fence you're on. You know they do stuff wrong, you know, regardless whether you're Democrat or Republican. You know, that you see it as an adult is a lot different than the way you saw even that role as a child. You yeah. know, and, and so I think all those things kind of get in question and get get uh, tainted along the way. Yeah, I mean, as a kid, if, if you went for a, a hike you know, in the woods behind your house, it felt like you went for a hundred miles, you know, mm-hmm. and if you found a, a little cutout in the bank of a creek, you know, it, there, it was a huge tunnel to another world or, you know, you could dig a hole to China and you could probably get there before lunch and have some mm-hmm. good noodles and all of those sorts <laughs> of things. And it, it, you know, we've lost that. And I, yeah, I appreciate what Andy had to say there. I do too. Well, Robbie, let's go ahead. I'm going to um, set up. This is a, a song clip, actually. It's it's not a bump in because we're not coming back from break, but it is a song clip. And this weekend I was working in the garage with my son. We've been working on some shelves and um, wasn't really thinking I was listening for a clip of any kind. But this song came on and I had to go in and listen to it a few times on my computer and say, okay, what was it about that was speaking to my heart? And this is from Billy Joel. And uh, it's from the song The Longest Time, but I want you to listen to the words. He's singing to a female, but I want you to consider this talking to Jesus. So let's listen to it. Once I thought my innocence was gone. Now I know that happiness goes on. That's where you found me when you put your arms around me. So I kept coming back to that particular part of the verse and the verse of the song, and I just kept thinking about, for me, that's really an inhibitor that's gotten in the way of having this childlike faith, is believing that my innocence is always going to remain lost. You know, that I've given it away, or it was taken from me, or I don't even believe it's available. You know, and the only way that I could get that back is to let myself fall in the arms of Jesus, you know, and let him love on me. And and some things came back to me, some stories from boot camp and some things that when Jesus did exactly that, you know, when when I remember John had done a, a, a talk on, you know, restoring your heart. And, you know, we went out, it may have been an advanced boot camp, and, and we'd went out and we were to pray and, and invite Jesus back in to restore part of our, our broken heart and let him decide where he wants to work. And 
so I'm out there and, and I'm praying and you know at this point you're supposed to you know actually talk with your young self and and ask permission you know to, to invite him back in because you, you've wounded your your own heart so badly along the way you know and I'm sitting there and I'm I'm trying to do what, what I feel like Jesus is telling me at some point, Jesus is like, okay, you can be quiet now. I've got this, <laughs> you know, and, and he did this, uh, you know, he's, he's speaking to me, but he's not speaking to me as an adult during this time and this time of prayer. He's speaking to the young me, you know, and he's speaking to me as a little child. Yeah. You can trust big Sam. He's not going to stomp on you anymore. You can let that part of your heart come back, you know? And what I found was that that, that innocent part of me believe that this older part of me was never going to accept him and i don't know if that's making any sense to anybody but me but you know when i allowed that to happen and i was quiet and let jesus do his work more of my heart was restored and more of my childlike faith came back yes bueller Bueller. (laughs) yeah (laughs) love it uh no i it does make sense sam and we all do that to ourselves um i have had similar experiences where um you know god just had to remind me that that it's okay to just chill out um you know i grew up like i said in in a pretty strong legalism and and so it's pretty easy for me to fall back into that whether it's through politics or behavioral things or um religion or what else i less so with religion than anything else but um but it's pretty easy for me to go there with a lot of different things. And and uh, I think that God often says, you know, do you remember, you know, just being innocent and young and having fun? And a, a few years ago, my parents looked at me and said, you're the Darren we, we raised again. And there was this point in my life where I was the – the manager, the, you know, the, the the guy that had to be in charge, the church leader, all of those different things. And I wasn't very fun to be around anymore. And I was probably way too serious and pompous and arrogant. And um, getting that childlikeness of just being okay with the way things were mm-hmm. and not analyzing things to death, um, I think probably allowed me to get to that place better than anything but i struggle with it every day so what is it that that you guys would say gets in the way of having that childlike faith rodney i want to go ahead and go to you and ask you that question first but what what's some of the things that you think get in the way of having childlike faith that you know it's available but what stops you from getting there sometimes well when you're out trying to make your way in this world and the rest of the world works in a different way you kind of go with what you see, your experiences, you've got all your senses, you know, working with you and you just kind of gravitate towards that. And you can't help it. You don't set out to drift away from God and this childlike faith. You just, the world can be a harsh, cruel place and it gets its grip on you and it's hard to break free. So you're just out there making your way. Okay. I've got to do this. I got to make my plan. I've got to, this is what where I'm going to go in the next five years, the next 15 years. You're going to put all this stuff together. And just this whole humanism about what we can do and what we can control and we can do it ourselves just starts to take over. And even when you finally get back to, okay, God, 
I've drifted from you. I'm come back and I'm coming back to you. There's so much that's left in your life that still has a grip on you. Satan still has that grip, and it's just hard to break free from all those things. They they come at you without you thinking about it because they're habits. They're, they're what you've grown into and been like for such a long time that even if you want to break them, it's super hard to break them always. And it's just just becomes sad at times. Other times when you succeed, it's, it's exhilarating when you can overcome them. Thank you. Harold, what about you? What would you say gets in the way of having childlike faith? Well, it's sometimes I, I do. Like like this morning, <clears throat> I'm doing my Devo, sitting out in the sunroom, just looking out at the wind blowing the leaves, and it's like, you know, going back and saying, wow, God, you are just so awesome with what you've done accepting the fact that there is a God that created all of this variety of life that we can see if we just look at it. I mean, the variety of plants, the variety of insects, the birds, how everything works together. You know, you watch the bluebird go down to the grass to pick up the bug and bring back to the box, and it's like, wow, you know. God, did did that happen overnight, or did you take a long, long time planning all of this stuff that just works so well? So that that side of me uh, still has that uh, childlike wonder at uh, at an advanced age that you guys like to pick at me about. <laughs> but um, I think the thing that gets in the way is uh, I'm a fairly well-educated person, uh, having gone through a graduate degree in college and if I'm not careful uh, I can let my smarts uh, get in the way and I'm falling flat on my face uh, so to me putting aside the, the, the fact that I can, can claim degrees and experience in computer programming and all of that stuff, throw that away look at this universe and realize that there is a God that I accepted as a child without question and I need to do that now. Thank you. Robbie, what about what about you? Yeah, I was revisiting my uh, you know, you had mm-hmm. gone to that whole session on, you know, reintegrating your life. And I don't know that we have time to go into the long story, but one time I was trying to discern why I had attempted suicide when I was a small boy. And I couldn't get in touch with the younger Bruce, which is what they used to call me. And so I was trying to get there, and I remember having to actually spend a day with the younger me, with Bruce, trying to get Bruce to trust Robbie (laughs) in order to find out. Well, maybe we'll talk about that in the After Hour Show. Yeah, we'll talk about that in the After Hour Show. And so go to masculinejourney.org to pick up the After Hours podcast, or you can also get it on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere where... Pretty much podcasts are there. We should be there too. So do a look for us there, Masculine Journey Radio. See you next week.